He stated that he had been appointed to suggest a president for Howard College. So there was a lot of industry investment when I grew up, a lot of progressiveness. However, it was still a typical small southern town. To be perfectly honest with you, um, I didn't know what Alabama was until I stepped foot in Alabama. I was not greeted by hecklers. I was greeted by Martha and Cox. Welcome back to Sam.Wave. We're your hosts, Michelle Little and Claire Davis. And today we're introducing a topic that will last us for most of the semester, the relationship between faith and history. I think most people would tell you if you're going to study history, study what you know. And I didn't do that. Um, what I did was I just found things that I, I, I pursued exactly what I didn't know. If you tuned into our podcast last spring, then you know that we had a series on the connections between food and history, which showcased work by Dr. Aaron Malden's class. This year, we get the chance to play student interviews and podcasts from Dr. Anthony Minima's class, which looked at the relationship between faith and history. Dr. Minima is a history professor here at Sanford University who teaches Christian-Muslim relations in the Middle Ages, specifically involving the translation of information between Arabic texts and European schools, an exchange which eventually influenced the Renaissance. As a result, much of his work involves reconciling differing accounts of division and understanding deep cultural motivators at work behind the scenes. But at the same time, I think it's one of the pressing questions that coming out of college, coming from a fairly homogenous background, um, how, do we, how are we going to live with religious minorities, racial minorities um, together as people if we don't know each other's history, um, the kind of ideas that underpin what we do, what we do. And so I think that that motivated me in no small way that to understand that the world and its history was so much bigger than what I'd grown up with um, and these kind of pressing questions of living together and what's the history of that. And this couldn't have been a better kind of example that I could find in the Middle Ages of Christians, Muslims, Jews living in Spain together. And for good or for ill, what came of that? Why do people fall into conflict? Why do things ever go right? Uh, and those kind of questions always motivated me in the kind of research that I've done. It was this research that inspired his idea for a course in faith and history. Last fall, Dr. Minima taught an elective that examined the intersection between those two fields, both in past generations and in current research, that begged the students not only to consider the biases in historical accounts that they might encounter, but also their own. The Faith and History course is directly about that. It's come from a course that I took in undergrad, but there was two wrinkles that I wanted to add, looking at these kind of questions of where's the, what's the role of a historian and that historian's identity? Is there anything that we take from ourselves into the classroom, into our research? Is there a limit to that? And so with our current kind of political moment, where we're talking about intersectionality, when we're talking about um, identity politics, I think that we tend to think of it in terms of race, class, and gender. But with religion, we tend to see that as a choice. We tend, we tend to think of it as something wholly different. And I think to have this kind of discussion with students, 
particularly those that see this as part of their identity, I think students want to know how to articulate that in a way that isn't um, flippant, uh, that doesn't have a really easy answer, one that they could articulate and really uh, examine deeply. So one half of the question was just really, what does our identity do um, in our work? And then the second half of that would be, how do we articulate that? And that's where the podcast element really came into play. Dr. Minima wanted to push his class towards researching in a more personal, involved method, which led him to contact our office about the use of oral history as a teaching tool. I thought that a really neat and compelling way to do this course would be for them to interview professional historians, and this is broadly understood. We looked at um, archivists as well as people who teach history, um, a art curator from the uh, Birmingham Museum of Art, but also professional religious, also broadly understood when it comes to a variety of faiths. We've got Catholic, Protestant, um, but also Muslim, Jewish. And so having the students interview people who are involved in this on a day-to-day, -day, I thought would kind of take them out of the ivory tower, the kind of 30,000-foot view that is so bound up in perhaps philosophical and theological underpinnings that if they could ask people, how do you do this? How do you tell the story of a particular group's history that has a faith component? How much do you talk about that? Um, and then from the other side of the aisle, if you are a professional religious individual, um, how much does history help? Is it something that you can check at the door or is it something that you feel that is deeply integral to understanding a faith and its traditions? And so where, where are the limits to either side of those things? The responses the class got were just as varied as the participants, as students gathered interviews from rabbis, imams, art curators, museum docents, and archivists. Each had their own fascinating, unique story about their daily interactions with faith and history, but we can only share so many. The first of the student podcasts that we're playing for you comes from seniors Mia Owens and Shawnee Tucker. Partially inspired by their own interests, they interviewed Dr. Tim Smith and Rabbi Yossi Friedman for their project two men from very different backgrounds, but with similar ideas about religious bias in history. Hi, my name is Shawnee Tucker. And I'm Mia Owens. And this is our podcast for our faith and history class with Dr. Anthony Minima. For our project, we interviewed Rabbi Yossi Friedman, Rabbi at the Chabad of Alabama, and Dr. Tim Smith at Birmingham Southern College. Shalom. And let's get rolling. As we prepared for the project, we wanted to see how people working with faith and history in different professions interacted with the two disciplines. Because of my interest in Judaism, I chose to interview Rabbi Yossi Friedman. We met at the Chabad House, a place filled with Jewish families spending time together. The Chabad is a learning center, and Rabbi Friedman is a teacher, just like his father was before him. Early on, did you kind of decide that you wanted to be a rabbi and you were being led in that direction? Um, I, my father is a, is a well-known teacher and rabbi and has had an impact on so many thousands of people that I think I, I knew what I wanted to do since I was old enough to realize what was going on. Um, my father makes it look easy. It's not that easy. So I've learned, uh, I've learned that. But yeah, I, I think I always wanted to be a teacher. While Shawnee interviewed Rabbi Friedman, 
I interviewed a teacher of a different discipline, an art history professor by the name of Tim Smith. Dr. Smith is currently the interim provost at Birmingham Southern College. When he's not engaged in administrative duties, he teaches a variety of art history courses and conducts research on Italian Renaissance art, as well as Catholic relics and reliquaries. At the beginning of the interview, we discussed the reasons why he wanted to become an art historian. I was someone who was always quite enamored by history. But the idea of simply looking at documents um, didn't quite grab my attention. It wasn't quite exciting enough. I'm someone who's more interested in kind of objects, monuments, places, spaces. Um, so the best fit for me really with a strong historical emphasis was also something like art history because of the ability or the focus, I should say rather, on objects. Rabbi Friedman and Dr. Smith have very different motivations when it comes to their reasons for becoming a teacher. Because of this, we wanted to see how their perspectives on history and faith were similar or different. By placing their interviews in conversation with each other, we have found that the intersection between faith and history requires careful consideration of various religions. The study of history and the study of religious faith often create disparate perspectives on how to view the past. Since Rabbi Friedman is a teacher of the Jewish faith and lifestyle, his perspective on history is directly linked to his faith. I remember uh, reading Max de Mont's um, God, Jews, and History, uh, and then sort of a companion book to that written by the same author, uh, The Amazing Adventures of the Jewish People. So one of them sounds like a history book, and one of them sounds like a novel or an exciting book, but it's really a, a, very, a very interesting uh, combination. But in one of those two, um, three or four times in, during the course of Jewish history, he writes, um, the Jews got very lucky and somebody came along and saved the day. Um, really by changing the direction of the Jewish community or the, or the, the direction of Jewish history. You know, once is lucky. Twice is lucky. Three times I'm beginning to see a pattern here. Four times... This, this, this is almost orchestrated, right? That's how I think the difference between seeing history as a series of, of fortunate coincidences or the unfolding of God's plan. So where Max writes, um, you know, the, the next fortuitous uh, change in Jewish history came about with the rise of Rabbi Akiva, with the rise of whoever it was. Um, you know, this, this happens every time we meet it. It happens, I see that as the unfolding of God's plan for the Jewish people. Throughout the interview, Rabbi Friedman continued to describe history as the unfolding of God's plan. His repetition of the phrase seems to imply that he has a more providentialist view of history because of his faith. On the other hand, Dr. Smith tries to interact with history through the perspective of the people who experienced it. Um, one of the things I'm really interested in my own research in terms of how you might categorize my research, I'm interested in reception, which means I'm interested in the way people in the past actually understood works of art when they looked at them. And one way I try to explain that to students is you're, you're, you're still involved in reception today. It may not be the same reception that they had in the 15th century, but what you think, what you feel what you're thinking about when you look at a work of art is conditioned so much by who you are, where you came from, what's your education, uh, social status. I mean, 
economic, social status, a million different aspects that's kind of endemic to you as a person in your journey, that all impacts the way you understand that work of art. What I try to do in my own research is try to reconstruct that for someone who's been dead for a very long time. (laughs) Despite their varying approaches to doing history, both Rabbi Friedman and Dr. Smith acknowledge that people with different faith traditions approach the study of historical events differently. They also emphasize understanding other religious traditions to gain an appreciation of unfamiliar perspectives. When uh, you look at people writing Jewish history, or people writing Christian history, or Islamic history, or um, the history of Hinduism, do you look at their religious views? Yes. Simply to know what vantage point they're coming from. Um, I, I think very simply, the Jewish view, and not the religious Jewish view, but the Jewish community view, and the Christian community view, and the Muslim community view, of what happened during the Crusades are very different. Even if they all have the same facts, we understand what was happening at that time differently. Maybe because I understand, at least I think I understand, what the Jews of that era were thinking. The Christian understands what the Christians of that era were thinking. And the Muslim understands what the Muslims of that era at least we think we understand. So, How I see history is how I understand the people the best. So a Christian who writes about the heroics of the the crusaders is obviously writing from a certain vantage point. The Jewish historian who writes about the horrors of the crusades is writing from a certain vantage point. So I I don't think how how you can possibly get away from that if you want to understand not just what happened, but why and what was the human component and how did people allow this or how did if you're trying to understand humans you understand humans you know the best they also recognize the challenges of setting aside personal beliefs to understand different perspectives dr smith emphasizes that his students will be asked to learn about religious ideas and symbols that may be very different from their own despite this he encourages them to approach these topics with an open mind but I, you know, I do every time I teach, particularly these these upper level classes on Italian art. I start by saying, "Okay, let's just be clear about this. I'm not trying to dissuade anybody. I'm not trying to convert anybody. I'm not trying to devalue anybody's religious experience. Whether you're Protestant, or you're uh, Catholic, whether you're Jewish, whether you're agnostic, whether you're you know, Buddhist, whatever. But you have got to understand something about Catholic religious experience, Catholic dogma." Catholic ritual, if you're going to understand these images the way that they were meant to be understood, experienced, there's just no way around it. So I'm not, I make it very clear at the beginning of these classes that we're going to die pretty deep. you got to understand what the mass and how the mass works and when they hold this, you know, hold up the consecrated host and the ring a bell. And you got to understand all that because there's images involved in all of that. You're not going to understand this in the way you need to on its own terms if we don't dive deep into that. But it, I, I try to make a disclaimer at the beginning of class, this, you know, this is basically me teaching you how to understand this work of art. It's nothing, I try my best to kind of detach that from any kind of personal uh, statement about religion on my own part, but also in terms of what I'm trying to teach students. So I'm never trying to convert somebody to Catholicism or whatever. I'm simply... Um, trying to equip them with the knowledge they need to understand the image the way it would have been understood originally. 
And I haven't had a lot of problem with that. And I guess I'm surprised I haven't had more issues with it. Dr. Smith gave us an example of when one of his students had difficulty reconciling with the faith traditions of a religion that she was unfamiliar with. Oh, I think I've had, honestly, I think, and, and, and you know, maybe because the, you know, the, for all the differences I just talked about between Protestant and, and Catholicism, it's, uh, they're still pretty close. They're still, still Christianity. I've had more problems when I teach the ancient Maya and try to explain value systems to my students there, like the whole sacrifice. I had one girl who just had, she said, I got to get up. I got to go out of I can't sit through. She had to leave class one day because we were talking about, you know, why do they do the sacrifice of the humans and all, and you know, how do the images relate to what the rituals, she just couldn't handle it because she couldn't wrap her brain around it. It was so foreign to her. And it was so, I guess, personally distressing to her. I've seen more problems with teaching non-Western kind of, um, if you want to talk about religious values or religious um, content and images necessarily than I've had with this kind of material. Rabbi Friedman and Dr. Smith also agree on the difficulties of understanding the world through the perspective of others, especially when studying other faiths in history. For Rabbi Friedman, he seems to support approaching history with humility and encourages acknowledging the limitations created by personal bias. So when looking at academics and religion together, faith and history combined, do you see that as problematic or not so much? No, not, not, it's not problematic at all. We, we need all the scholars we can to gain as much knowledge as we can because all of humanity benefits the more we know. I think the challenges were, will be when, when academics begin to uh, insist that their view is untainted because they're not religious, uh, as opposed to the religious historian who is biased because he's religious. I don't think there's anybody who's untainted. We all have a certain worldview and a certain way of seeing the world. And to pretend that my way of seeing is the purest and your way of seeing is tainted because of your worldview, I think it's very, that, that's where we start getting into danger. But um, to, to, to say that somebody's contribution to the world of knowledge is, is invalid, is, that's where the problems start to lie, you know, start to crop up, where, where your opinion doesn't count because fill in the blank. That's the, the biggest challenge to education, to knowledge. And the idea that my worldview somehow disqualifies my understanding of the world, or worse, my worldview tells me that your understanding of the world is disqualified, that's where we get into trouble. But having a worldview is not automatically a bad thing. For Dr. Smith, understanding the difficulties of limiting bias is a little different given his personal stance on religion. I think the final question I'd have for you is kind of departure from your teaching. Yeah. But... You mentioned a lot about how your experiences have kind of shaped how you viewed our history or how you interact with it. Have your personal beliefs ever come into play with that? Or has it strictly been experience? Uh, I think it's, uh, it's, I would have to say it's been experience because I'm an I'm agnostic. I don't, I, I really don't subscribe to any particular religion. I think they're all kind of fascinating, honestly. Uh, and I like studying about them, particularly through the visual uh, side of things. As an agnostic, Dr. Smith does not view history through a specific religious lens like Rabbi Friedman. However, 
He does acknowledge that his beliefs still impact the way he approaches religion, specifically Catholic history. You know, it's really interesting because you will read these stories sometimes of uh, particularly medieval art historians who weren't particularly religious and, and they would spend, you know, 30 years studying cathedrals and that they they actually become more religious over time. We've, we've heard these kind of stories, but this has never been the case with me. To me, it's much more kind of an objective. Um, I'm interested in the past. I'll just be real honest with you. That That's what it is for me. I want to understand the past much better through any means that I can. And... I don't know if that kind of, um, particularly when I work so much with religious art, I don't, you know, it's a good question uh, for someone who is not very religious. Does this in some way, um, that kind of distance from a religious feeling or a religious uh, need or interest personally, does that, does that keep me from completely understanding the way these works would have appealed to people at the time or, does it make it better because I have a more objective kind of position? I don't know. I think it's a really good question. And I think people could argue both sides of that. We interviewed two people from very different backgrounds, both teachers who discuss religion in their professions. While Rabbi Friedman's decision to become a teacher was influenced by his faith commitments and his family legacy, Dr. Smith became an art historian and a professor based on his enthusiasm for learning. Since our two interviewees decided to become teachers based on different personal interests, we found the ways that they interact with history and faith come from different goals. However, they share similar sentiments concerning the study of history through perspective. Despite coming from different traditions, both Rabbi Friedman and Dr. Smith believe that personal faith should not stop people from studying history, as long as they appreciate the perspective of others. Thanks for listening to our podcast on the study of faith and history. We would like to thank Dr. Smith and Rabbi Friedman for their time and willingness to help with our project. We would also like to thank Jay Punt for lending his fantastic trumpeting skills to our podcast. Music for this podcast was composed by Jay Punt and Mia Owens. Our theme and background music was produced by Sanford student Carrie Joyner. Dr. Anthony Minima was interviewed by Michelle Little. This episode was introduced by Claire Davis and Michelle Little, and it was written and produced by Mia Owens and Shawnee Tucker. This is a Sanford Traditions and Oral History Recordings Initiative production. For more information on our program, you can find our page on the Sanford website or follow us on social media at Facebook and Instagram at Sanford underscore story and on Twitter at SU underscore story.